You are now on air. Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Monday, the 24th of September, 2018. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, thank you for joining. I am your host, Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live call-in radio show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. So many of you in the audience are business owners and entrepreneurs just like your local State Farm agent. So when it's time to renew your business policy or if you review the coverage that you have, it's worth it to reach out to State Farm. To find an agent, please visit statefarmagent.ca. State Farm Canada is becoming Desjardins Insurance, the same great agents backed by Desjardins. Um, if you are listening live or even on the replay, I'm working from home. I'm taking this live call at home, and they're doing a fire alarm. I tried to muffle it, but this is live, live air to live radio air, so we get what we can. Super excited to introduce my co-host today. Co-host is a friend of mine, um, a fellow podcaster, Catherine Tanaka. She's a fitness, nutrition, and accountability coach, and the host, as mentioned, and producer of the Body Project podcast. Her passions are for fitness and helping come from a deep desire to serve others and sharing how fitness was a means to heal her own life challenges. So today I thought would be amazing being Monday, being like the first Monday of the fall of autumn. Uh, and we're going to talk about how, how the discipline and focus learned through fitness is the access point to leadership skills and resiliency to overcome challenges that leaders, entrepreneurs, and change makers may require. So if you are joining us live, we'd love to hear from you. Drop a question in the comments below and we will address it. And if you do have any questions or you want to join us or maybe we're saying something that uh, maybe you have a story to share, we'd love to have you join us live. Catherine, happy Monday. How are you doing today? Happy Monday to you, Edwin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to discuss this topic and share it with your audience. Yo, this is this is awesome. I mean, this is almost perfect. I mean, I'm a, I'm a health junkie. I, I have a lot to share about this stuff. People always ask me how to do things, but, you know, having an expert and someone who really focused on this, I, I thought this would be a great, a great conversation for, for, you know, for my audience, for business leaders, entrepreneurs who are, who are really focused on driving success in their, in their world. So why don't we just jump in, Catherine? Sounds great. Um, yeah, where would you like to start? Maybe why don't we start off with for those listening, like what what do daily practices of movement or fitness help, or or how could you how could someone start into those type of things? Yeah, so I mean, fundamentally, like we've spoken about before, I feel like fitness is an amazing access point because through fitness and daily movement, you really start developing the discipline of you know consistency in what you're doing every day and incorporating that kind of you know focused exercise in your day-to-day -day. and through those movements and any kind of exercise, I mean, you would know, Edwin, yourself, you're a marathon runner. So carving out that time to get in your short runs, your long runs, your interval training, or whatever kind of discipline it is, really demands a kind of focus that is unlike any other. So I believe that that converts directly into, you know, leadership in business through the focus that's required through either building a business or building your own business as an entrepreneur. Um, and so where to start? Where to start is really taking baby steps and finding 
a focused commitment. I believe that putting in even 20 minutes a day, which really we can all find time, regardless if you're running a big corporation or starting your own business, is carving out just a little bit of time, that 20 minutes in the morning, finding a time that um, is really easy to access. I always recommend morning times because as you know, our start of the day is really precious time. And oftentimes if we start adding in all the to-do lists of the day, it can kind of encroach on really useful, productive, you know, the first eight hour of the AM. So that's what I would recommend finding some time first thing in the morning, ideally, or whenever possible. No, for sure. Uh, if there's any runners or, or anyone who um, who's listening live, I mean, even even the replay. But if you're listening live, I'd love we'd love to hear when you work out or when you run. If it's a.m. morning after work, you know, just to clear your mind. But as you as you mentioned, Catherine, for me being a marathon runner, I haven't ran a marathon since last year. Actually, it's almost a year since I ran the Chicago marathon. But I remember it. I just want to put into. I didn't set out to run marathons. For me, it was, let's just try to run a 5K. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not a runner. So I, <laughs> let's try to run a 5K and try to get in two or three runs a week. Like just to hit like those small, small wins, you know, breaking things down usually helped me. And that's what I try to talk to people when they ask me, Edwin, how do I start running? Or Edwin, you run a business or you do this and how are you finding time to run? It's not easy. You just have to, like you said, Catherine, really know why why you're doing it, right? Um, and I want to actually just add, Catherine, and I want, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because my, my time has changed in terms of when I run. My lifestyle has changed because my wife works now. She opens, so she's not here. I used to run then because she was home with my daughter. Now, morning times, my daughter is home, so I take care of her until daycare. So I actually, if I'm not running the days off, Catherine, I do like these this seven-minute workout where it's like 12 exercises, 30-second high intensity, then 10 seconds, and it's only for seven minutes. But I feel okay because because at least I'm getting a workout in. Is that something that you've seen or you would recommend? Yeah, and there's actually a lot of studies around HIT training, so high-intensity interval training, specific mm -hmm. to like something short and high-energy bursts like you were speaking about. Yeah. That cumulatively over time of doing these little workouts can add up to what traditionally people have been trying to do for an hour a day. And I am a huge proponent of getting it in while you can, you know, especially, you know, for, for your listeners specifically that are leaders in their community that are, you know, business moguls or entrepreneurs trying to carve out an hour a day sometimes is not realistic. And if like yourself are running a business and have family life and all the other things that we juggle, oftentimes, you know, even finding half an hour is almost an impossibility. So like you said, finding even seven minutes and doing it in your basement. And I, I mean, I have a lot of clients that are, you know, execs and they do it literally 10 minutes before jumping in the shower. So I often design workouts that are maximizing their effort and efficiently efficiency, sorry, within 10 minutes that they can literally do in the five by five square of their bathroom before they jump in the shower. So I believe that if you can get it in, 
it it does make a difference. Um, and if you can zero in, like for example, yourself being a marathon runner, if you can target that so that it can kind of compound your skill and your strength and your endurance, then it will also convert to improving your running. No, for sure. What have you seen or the studies that you that you followed, Catherine, when it comes to um, the correlation of actually that physical movement and that exercise and actually being in peak performance? Because you mentioned you recommended in the morning. Was there something specific? Why? Or is it something that you've done that you've seen? Or is there something, you know, the way we are just made up that it only makes sense to do it in the morning? No, I, so I believe that whenever you can get it in, but in terms of optimization, um, there are definitely studies and I can always share that with you that you can link for your audience that show that ideally in the morning is just an optimal time to kind of get it in, in terms of where your hormones are, where your cortisol level comes in, um, which is a stress hormone that you can maximize in terms of energy output and then reparative thereafter. Um, and just as a baseline, I mean, there are tr um, thousands of studies around how physical activity stimulates the release of hormones to boost mood and kind of jumpstart your energy um, and also uh, help you manage stress. So from a performance standpoint, um, you know, adding this in is directly convertible to productivity. You know, it helps your mental strength in terms of kind of the practice of focus and the discipline of, you know, whether it's marathon running or even your breath in Pilates and yoga, or even something like uh, CrossFit or resistance training. Um, that kind of focus really helps you with your mental performance and almost your mental stamina in terms of if you are, you know, doing marathons in business uh, meetings and, basically a lot of the things that entrepreneurs need to take on. There are a lot of things that physical activity can convert to the performance side of, you know, your physical health and um, almost like the, even the social opportunity of getting in a different space that is not work related kind of allows you to bring so many uh, touch points into your day to day. That is, that is your work. No, for sure. I mean, for me, I just, I, di I didn't, I probably, I'm going to say I didn't do studies, but I'm totally that, that geek that does all kinds of studies. <laughs> and I find that I do need to do like those type of exercise and that runs in the morning. Um, I really had a difficulty doing it after work, to be quite honest. Maybe it was a fact that that's social time. Now it's family time mm -hmm. and, and just trying to mix that up um, to do the runs was was difficult or had I mean I had a trainer as well when I did the New York marathon who helped mm. me do like the full body like you know because runners typically just run they don't do it I'm sure you see this all yep. the time Catherine they, the rest of their body is weak except their muscles except their leg muscles which could be probably stronger too but uh, mm -hmm. I learned that the hard way yeah. um, well let yeah. me ask you then uh, Edwin. Yeah. so what did you find in terms of doing that kind of training for a marathon and kind of having to really harness in that focus, right? I mean, there are some days that you guys are doing long runs that really life is not conducive to doing like a two or three hour run. How did you kind of harness that kind of focus that you and the discipline of training to your business? Oh, I mean, that's, it's, that's a loaded question, Catherine. I mean, I'll, how long do we have? <laughs> uh, um, 
the discipline came having accountability partners, um, having people I ran with. So the Chicago Marathon, good friend of mine, we uh, we've trained together since uh, since our first marathon back in 2011, but we haven't actually really ran one together. So it helped having that accountability partner um, be there. Um, also for me though, it was sort of being type A. So signing up to something that had a finish line, right? For me to say, okay. I'm actually, something changes in my mind, in my brain when I signed up and I got accepted to the Chicago Marathon. All of a sudden, I'm not just running just to run. I'm running to finish. I'm running to finish healthy. I'm running to finish and motivate. Um, and if you skip your runs, it's not going to help you, right? Um, and if you don't eat well and you lose sleep or do that thing. So for me, it's actually, I guess, goal-oriented. Goal in terms of having a finish line and that discipline now, because I don't have a, I don't have a race signed up for. Um, it's not that I struggle. I, I mean, I'm in this sort of transitional phase in terms of my daughter's two years old and I do this and that I'm still working out and running anywhere between three to five times a week, which I'm pretty happy with uh, because now I feel bad not working out or I don't feel optimal i'm not 100 percent edwin yet um, because i don't get that in there and i although i'm not going to be disappointed in myself for not doing it um i let it go but ultimately when i do have my runs i always tell people i never had a bad run like you know when you have Catherine, i'm sure you hear you talk about this all the time but there's all this resistance of working out or putting it off but when you actually do it there's no there's no workout that you feel bad that you did. I think you just there's that high, that runner's high. Uh, I'm sure there's another term for it for just working out, but uh but that's it. Um Jay Wong is saying hi to us uh PYBers because he he was our uh, inspiration. For those listening, Jay Wong, amazing amazing podcast host, uh podcast coach for both me and Catherine are part of, but he just said what's up to us. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, no, but I think you brought up some really good points in terms of uh, fitness performance. So you mentioned goals and accountability. So it's interesting because I think business leaders are always on track to their next investment, their next business, whatever it is. Right. And I think that fitness is very similar in that having a goal or, you know, an end point is the catalyst for you getting in there and putting in the work like you were saying. And I think that you can, so I believe a lot of my clients come to me and say, Oh, I want to look great for this wedding. Or, you know, we have a family trip coming up and everybody from my childhood would be there. So I think that if you can almost create these micro goals, right. And a lot of your entrepreneurs will, will, can relate to this. You know, if there is a launch date of a year out because there's so much work to be done, breaking it down to bite-sized pieces and saying, you know, even for yourself, Edwin, it may not be the next marathon, but it might be, you know what, let's focus on speed for the next three months, right? Or let's focus on strength so that, and you can even use accountability in terms of people on like in your Facebook group, sharing it with your clients or your listeners and saying, Hey, I'm going to be taking this on. So I feel, I believe that you can create these micro goals and micro accountability to keep you on track with, uh, with your fitness. No, I love that. I love how you, uh, you brought in like the Facebook group and really doing fun things like that. I know within my Facebook group, I was, I was talking to a number of people and, and almost putting together sort of these mini, I don't know if it would be a 30 day challenge or a 90 day challenge where it's like, okay, let's all 
you know, run together and let's use a group or a mini group and let's, let's help each other get better that way. It's something that maybe I'm going to ask Catherine to be part of, <laughs> but, uh, but that's something I think that we could, that's something that I love. I love running. I mean, it's funny. I say that now I used to hate running. I used to think that it was the worst thing in life. Like why are you running? Like you're just going to end up where you started. <laughs> that was my whole excuse. So if anyone out there who's listening right now, who says those excuses, you can be converted. Um, it's, it's definitely true. Um, yeah. So I think just, you need that, you need that person. I remember for me to get started running and this may, I, you probably don't know this Catherine, but I actually had both my Achilles, um, um, repaired like 13, 14 years ago. Wow. They were, they were torn. And I started running maybe three, four years after that, after, you know, the physical was healed, but it was the mental now to get better. And people would say, Edwin, why are you running? Don't you have bad Achilles? I'm like, well, I didn't get these operations just to walk because I could walk before. So I have to be better and I have to be really confident of, of it. But it was a, it's a big challenge because I used to really think about my legs as I ran, as I trained. And, and now I don't. But uh, but if there's any type of twist or turn, I'm like, all right, I got, I'm not, I'm walking now. See you later. I'm jumping in this Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I speak. I think it speaks to you know the practice of and building the muscle, right? Any physicality, it's it's always hard in the beginning, right? Um, but if you keep going and like baby steps because it doesn't necessarily have to be a marathon. It could be a 5k or just, you know, consistently putting in that seven minutes a day. Um, that I think is, you know, that's where the, the, what do they call it? Like the magic is in the pudding, right? So it's the magic is in the practice, um, and the monotony of it. So, yeah. And I, I, like I was saying before, some of the, the top, Fortune 500 companies are really investing in the fitness portion of it because they know that there is success in productivity and performance based on fitness. So, I mean, I think that the baby steps of it and, you know, there's such a huge movement, I think, in business thoughts across the board. I mean, just like Fortune 500 is leading the way that healthier employees or healthier our healthier selves will convert to managing stress better. And therefore that converts to productivity in your workplace, you know, more leadership opportunities, fewer sick days, um, and overall increased vitality. I mean, and you can speak to this. What do you say, Edwin, with all the people that you've interviewed, do they ever touch on their kind of morning rituals that also include the fitness component? Oh no, definitely. Whenever, whenever I get a chance to find out people's habits or people's routines, to, there, there's a lot of things that many business leaders do, and exercise is definitely one of them. Uh, a lot of them is, you know, a lot of meditation or really working on your. Ultimately, it's like working on yourself, whether it's journaling, but it's that interception, uh, interceptive thinking about how could I improve myself, and fitness is definitely a key pillar for a lot of people. I'm just getting out there and keeping keeping that energy up. But I, I I've seen both sides. I've seen business leaders who who don't have exercise, and but they they know they need it, right? So it's just how do they find that time, or what, not even find that time? How do I, like you said, commit to it and create a discipline on it? Um, for those who are just joining us, we're talking about the discipline of you know why it's important to exercise. Uh, for business leaders out there. So if you have any questions, any comments, love to hear if you are actually signed up for a race or, or any type of activity, 
um, challenge us, challenge me and Catherine for sure. Yeah. Um, Catherine, before I, I know we're slowly going, this is a conversation. I know you and I talked about this before we went live weeks ago. That we could probably talk about this. This this should be even a monthly talk for me and you, and we talk about different things. But if Catherine, I want to ask you, you know, when you take on new customers or new clients who are, who are struggling to get that discipline or even to get started, like what do you say to them that, you know, that you've seen become that aha, or is that just like totally different for everyone? So I think that of course it's different for everyone, but there are some great structures that you can put in place that I have found anecdotally that make a huge difference with my difference with my clients. I mean, you've interviewed Hal Elrod before of the Miracle Morning. And some of his principles are simple, but when put into practice can be transformative. I personally believe that it is crucial that people invest in their own well-being and fitness programs to access their productivity, creativity, and is really a powerful dynamic of up-leveling not only their business, but their entire life. So one of the things that I put into practice with most of my clients when they come into come to me for guidance is it doesn't have to be you know a huge uh, an hour investment of implementing you know those six principles that Hal Elrod speaks about. I kind of give them a template and I almost write it out in a little worksheet of six minutes, six minutes that include six different things. One that is silence that you can be within yourself and find your breath and kind of clear your mind. One of those include uh, meditation and setting some intentions for the day through either, you know, intention setting or um, goal setting or gratitude. One of those minutes includes journaling one of the, those minutes include movement because fundamentally um, the physicality of getting the blood movement moving in your body has huge benefits. So I think even if it is six minutes, like you were saying, your seven minute workout, everyone can put in six minutes a day and kind of adapt their own morning ritual. And I believe if you include at least one minute of movement, it will set you on a trajectory of a positive day. And Edwin, when I tell you that when people actually take this on as though, okay, fine. And even if it's from a place of, okay, fine, my coach is telling me I need to do this for the next two weeks. It is amazing that people start taking this on for themselves consistently and morph it into what works for them best. And, you know, and sometimes it turns into a seven minute workout first thing consistently and it changes their performance on from here on. Yeah, no, it's huge. I I totally agree. Even if uh, one tip, if you're listening out there and really struggling, I know one one individual. He said he used to bring. Could have been a she actually. They said <laughs> they said they would just do their push-ups when they're heating up their coffee, and just maybe just do ten to twenty push-ups, and that's it. That's all they did today. But you know, they had not that it was a check mark, but they felt good that they did it because that's just doing ten push-ups. It sounds like that's only 10 push-ups, but doing 10 push-ups is still 10 more than doing zero, right? <laughs> so, Absolutely. So it's um, it's actually an achievement. And, and you're right. You start with six minutes. And Hal Elrod, for sure, I've read his book and I, and I practice a lot of the stuff that he teaches, but mine has morphed into different things as well, obviously. But it gives you that template. And that template that you provide is very similar and it's very realistic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a six minute thing, anyone out there listening, six minutes, I'm sure you could get onto Instagram and waste six minutes and you don't even, <laughs> your yeah. finger might have got the exercise, but yeah. <laughs> you did the, you know, It's true. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, if people can't discount how they can actually fit it in their day, you know, I had a client many years ago now that came to me because he was really struggling with weight loss and fitting in exercise. He was this exec that had crazy, like 14 hour days. Um, and we were able to get him a treadmill desk so that that sedentary time when you're sitting at a desk and doing the works and doing the meetings and doing the conference calls, he was able to convert that time into movement. And even like, if, if I know oftentimes when I'm podcasting and I'm sitting a lot of time, I will stand up with my mic. And so, like you said, it could be that 10 pushups while you're making your coffee, but you can use those short breaks throughout your day, whether it's on a call or walking up the flight of stairs instead of sending your, you know, secretary to go drop off that memo. You know, there's little ways that don't have to be a structure, like you said, that can make a difference. Cause it's like I said before, it all adds up these baby steps. No, that's great. Um, Amazing conversation, Catherine Tanaka and myself, as we talk about movement, discipline, and how it could better if your day. So if you are catching us live, we're just got a couple of minutes left. So Please do ask us questions. If you're te- taking this on the replay, love to hear from you. Um, go to thebusinessleadership.com. And I know Catherine will share her links and we'll share the links as well. But uh, before we end, Catherine, any final tips that you can share to the listeners out there, um, wherever they are, any type of um, tip that you could give us? Yeah. So I think that, you know, getting started anyway is amazing. And if you need a little motivation, you can look at to some of the great minds. I mean, the um, past CEO of Twitter himself, Dick Costolo, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. is like a huge proponent of, for example, CrossFit. If you look at to some of these leaders in business and entrepreneurship, you will see that they themselves utilize fitness as a way to increase their peak performance in the office. So I encourage you to look it up because sometimes that can be enough as of an aha moment to say, you know what, I can take this on. Even if it is that one minute day that you can start feeling the benefits of that kind of, like you said, the runner high, just get started. That's awesome. Catherine, where can we find more information about you, your work, your podcast, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, so all things fitness, uh, you can reach me at katherinetanaka.com. Or for my podcast, you can look us up on iTunes and all other forms of podcasts out there, The Body Project Podcast, where we interview some top fitness professionals on their origin stories of what inspired them to get into fitness and how they are in the trenches every single day so that they can inspire their clients to do the same. Catherine, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really loved having you co-host, and I let's definitely make this happen again. I would love that, Edwin. Thank you for your wisdom and your time, and this was fun. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Have an amazing week. Crush that, and uh, we'll talk soon. You as well. Bye for now. Bye. So the Business Leadership Podcast Live, it's an almost daily show, so be sure to catch us every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you haven't done so yet, please check my podcast. It's called the Business Leadership Podcast where I sit down with you know, business leaders or emerging business to discuss their personal journey and their experiences 
in their experience of business leadership, I hope this alarm uh, testing is ends. But every there's a new episode every Tuesday. You could catch it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Happy Monday. Have an amazing week. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Edwin signing off.